A payroll and HR company needs to be prepared for whatever is going to happen. You could say that over 70 years of experience helping businesses all over the world run smoothly is good preparation. But for ADP, that's not enough. To make sure millions of people are getting paid on time and in compliance, we're staying on top of each new piece of legislation. So when it comes down to it, ADP isn't just a payroll and HR company. We're the company that helps you navigate the complexities. ADP, HR talent, time, benefits, and payroll. Informed by data and designed for people. Live by Live has all of your favorite music, and you can listen for free. Whether you hit play on one of our hundreds of curated music stations or create your own custom artist radio station, you'll find the music you love on Live by Live. Visit LiveXLive.com or search LiveXLive in the App Store or Google Play and listen for free now. Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard. The podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business success. Build your brand. Optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. Today's episode of our podcast features Brandon Miller. Brandon is the managing partner of DC Growth Hackers. He's an entrepreneur, branding expert, marketing consultant, and life coach who's helped countless organizations and individuals with authentic branding, market positioning, and growth strategies. The part of Boost that he'll be addressing today is B, build your brand. You're going to hear authenticity, all sorts of messages and tips around presenting your authentic self in whatever environment you find you're in. Brandon, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Kelly. Really appreciate it. Excellent, excellent. You know, it's funny. As I was preparing for our conversation, I started relaying in the back of my mind. I was like, how did I meet Brandon? And it dawned on me. <laughs> I was like, it was at Year Up. Wasn't that where we first met? Like years ago at Year Up? Yep, great organization, both of us trying to, to help live our authentic selves. It was wonderful. That's right, that's right. And I've lo- I've truly enjoyed from that moment just following your professional and career journey, and I just love your entrepreneurial spirit, so I'm confident that folks listening in are just going to be able to glean some amazing stuff from you over the course of our conversation. So as I said kind of a moment ago, you've done some really interesting and unique things. Can you... Describe your background a bit for us and what's led you to where you currently stand professionally. Yeah, that's great. Um, Just in terms of background, I have been an athlete all my life. I've been in education. I've been the guy who kind of fit in every group of people. And I love to gather information and learn about people and how to connect people and how to let people live just who they are. And started working in nonprofits and businesses trying to bring that message out and to relay it to the right people, to attract the right people, to really execute the mission and the vision and the values of what that company is trying to be. So for every individual that's looking for that particular lighthouse, I wanted to make sure that it's shown the brightest to those individuals. And I did that through nonprofit. I did that through for-profit. I did that as a co-founder. I did that as a CMO. And now It's bringing all of that shared knowledge together to help grow businesses, consult, uh, help other businesses in their branding and positioning, just really to identify those things that are maybe they're getting growth, but they're not getting the progress that they want. And so that's why I started DC Growth Hackers. 
Awesome. Now, and you alluded to a moment ago, the fact that, you know, you're an athlete and all that good stuff. And I happen to know that as a child, you had an aspiration. You thought that you would grow up to be a professional baseball or football player. How much of your athleticism do you think has contributed to sort of this um, idea of pursuing entrepreneurism? And what about athletes do you think, or the, the mind of an athlete positions them well to potentially pursue entrepreneurism? Yeah. And like we've talked about, there's pros and cons in everything, whether it's language, music, football. But what I loved about sports in particular was that it taught me to look at situations and in real time develop a game plan. Because was it uh, Mike Tyson who says, everybody has a great plan until you get hit in the face. <laughs> and so that's really what I like to bring as an outside perspective to companies and to what I do is that we have plans, but we need to be able to adapt quickly. We need to be able to read. We need to be, have a t We need to have an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator. We need to realize when we're tired or maybe when we're just frustrated and quitting or when we're pushing ourselves beyond a limit. And all of that running a business is very much like running a, a football team and vice versa. So it, it just it provided some wonderful examples. And, you know, I saw that I could go pro, but it might be a year to two of, of, of time that I would play. And what could I do spending that time working in the professional aspirations uh, in the workforce? And I just made a calculated decision based on advisors and help and, and knowledge to say, you know what, I'm not going to go there, even though that's a dream. For me, it's not it's not practical. Um, for long-term growth. And I made a difficult decision, but one that I'm very proud of. Wow. So now did that come on your own or was that through the help of like mentors to help you to make that conscious shift? Because, you know, there might be some athletes, young athletes or, you know, aspiring athletes who are listening to this podcast and they're thinking, ah, uh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, I know that I can go pro or do all these things. But so was it wisdom that eventually taught you or said to you, hey, you know what, Brandon, you could do this, but this might be a better route for you to, to run? Great question. And I definitely understand it because, you know, look at Bugsy, right? The basketball player, I think he was five, four, five, six, five, seven, something mm -hmm. around that. He was told he would never play in the NBA way too short. Well, he put in the hard work. That was his dream. But he was living authentic to himself. Mm. Under no circumstances will I take any other purpose or, or, or destination than playing in the NBA. Well, for myself, I love the sport and I thought it was great. But I thought I could also accomplish that in my professional career, what I ultimately authentically wanted to do, which was raise a family, provide for them, make a difference in the community, be a great leader. I can do all those things, whether it's professional athletics or whether it's in a company or whether it's a consultant or whether it's in a nonprofit. And, but if it was to be a professional athlete, make lots of money, well, then I wouldn't be living authentically by doing mm. something else. So it's really about that authenticity about what is it that you want to accomplish and then developing a system, mentors, all of what you mentioned around that. It's not one piece. It's many pieces, like a tank, like a football team, all of it right. together. You'd want to make sure that all the pieces are moving in sync, all greased well and ready to roll. Wow. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. And so it's funny because I know um, in chatting with you, I found out that one fun fact that you had is that your um, last business partner was Kevin Hart. 
And so yep. it's funny because, you know, I know Kevin Hart is like, when I think of initially, I think of comedian, but then interestingly, I think of athlete because it seems like he's like, you know, really building this brand and this image in around his running and working out and all this other stuff that he, that he does. And then you've had some other really unique positions as well as a firefighter, EMT. And I, I'm just intrigued by just how, um, diverse your background is. And so tell me more about like even the relationship, like how is it that Kevin Hart was a, a business partner of yours? What was that like? Give me a, a little glimpse of what that might was like. Great. And I'm going to kind of hammer a nail over and over and over. And it, it comes back once again to that authenticity. Mm -hmm. So many companies, they, they struggle with marketing or they struggle, struggle with hiring or they struggle with brand positioning uh, or pivoting. And typically what I tell them is that's the fruit of the poisonous tree. In criminal justice, they have something. If you kick in a door, you go in, you don't have a, uh, a search warrant and you find a bunch of guns and drugs and everything else that you cannot use or bring charges against those items because it's fruit of the poisonous tree. Mm -hmm. And in things that we do, if we're not bringing in authenticity, we then have all these causes, but we're not looking at the symptoms. So to really answer your question, I got to Kevin Hart because I was at Year Up, which brought inner city youth who did not have access to higher education and gave them incredible training to put them in Fortune 500 companies like Google, LinkedIn. They're all over the nation. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal, phenomenal organization. When I went to Kevin Hart, it was with an authentic mission as a gamer as well. I said, you know, Kevin, there are no positive African-American lead roles in video games that do not involve sex, drugs, alcohol, stealing cars, any. There's none. There was not one at the time. And I said, so you want a lot of money. You want, you want to talk about we can figure out, you know, a, a, a partnership that works. And Kevin Hart's the third biggest celebrity right now in terms of rankings. And I said, but you can make a difference and show all these young African-American men, women, and families and everybody else that we can do this game without, without bad jokes, without cussing, without guns, without drugs. His family was in it. His wife was in it. His kids were in it. Mm -hmm. and, and that was really what spoke that on. If I brought that to him and I didn't really truly believe in that, mm -hmm. it wouldn't have ranked true and it wouldn't have succeeded. But the fact that I did, that authenticity that's really what is going to help you solve many of your symptoms by looking at the cause. Wow. Now, I love that. As you were, you know, I think now that you've hammered and nailed it more into my mind, I'm, <laughs> I am reflecting on, I had a, a pastor back in the day who would used to always talk about the fact that a vampire will always suck blood. It may not be today, it may not be tomorrow, but at some point they're going to suck blood. And so the notion was that, you know, so many people, I think, are presenting themselves inauthentically, to your point, and because of that, it's getting them into to trouble, whether it be personally, professionally, just not showing up or being true to themselves. And so I love the fact that you keep hammering this back because I think, um, you know, it's, it's like we're a fish out of water when we are operating inauthentically. So thank you so much for, you know, just sort of full circle, just coming back to that point, <laughs> because you, it's so true. So many people, and now it's social media, so many people are living this double or triple life. And then it's like, you know, it, 
you mess yourself up with lies. If you always tell the truth, the truth is the truth. And so whatever the question is, as long as you're telling the truth, it's always going to be the same response as opposed, as opposed to, you know, the lies and, um, the inauthenticity that people are bringing to the marketplace, it trips them up because eventually it's going to catch up with them because it's not their natural self. Exactly. And you had a brilliant uh, podcast earlier with Sharon Washington. Yes. And, you know, I loved one of her responses where somebody said, well, what platforms? And she said, well, what platforms are you comfortable and confident on? Don't ask me. Ask yourself <laughs> that. And what I've told many consultants, there are many companies that I've worked with as a consultant is, you're only paying me for 5% of your issues. And they go, what do you mean only 5%? 95%, you're just bringing me in to assure you about what you already know. Mm. The other 5%, you need help. We'll bring in some outside perspective. We'll put some systems together. But you know the answers. It's just in a soundbite world of do this, do that, try this, do this, like fail fast. Don't bite into a, a, a catchy phrase as wisdom. You shouldn't fail fast. What you should do is identify a number of different objectives, put the knowledge and the effort into them, pull out the data, make a, make a, a, a data-driven choice, right. mm -hmm. and, then, and then move forward with that. But fail fast? No, don't go and fail at everything constantly. And 10 years down the road, you failed at 40 things, but you've really gotten nowhere. So that's that authenticity that I come back to. And, and, and you know, there's one company that I worked with. It was a very, very good example where they were struggling. And I, this is where I say, let's make tactical practical. They were struggling because they, the, the best people weren't joining, the good people weren't staying, and the worst people were sticking to them like old bushy rice on the floor. <laughs> and they said, we just can't figure out the issue. And this was one of many issues. Mm -hmm. Well, I talked to one of their managers who'd been there for five months, and she joined them because they said they're family-friendly and they're customer-focused. Mm -hmm. She said constantly she was told to do what's better for the company, not the customer. And three times in five months, she left early to go deal with a, a family issue. It was about nine hours in total. Mm -hmm. And we, when we looked back, she contributed 10 minutes of time for every minute she took off of extra, staying late, getting early. But every time she said, hey, I got to leave. I got to go get my son real quick. The boss would roll her eyes, be like, oh, this again. Okay, do you work for them? You work for us. You know, and you say you're family friendly. But if you're not family friendly, then when you do interviews, tell people that. Right. Hey, we, we, you know, and I know HR issues, you can't really say something like that. But there are ways <laughs> to let people know right. who you are. But if you're not true to that. You're going to struggle in yeah. every capacity, whether it's marketing, sales, all of it. Wow. So true. It is so true. Okay. So now let's turn the corner a bit and let's put on our, I guess, our consulting or our, our counseling hat, if you will. What yeah, I like advice... that. Better word. <laughs> what advice would you give someone? who perhaps is about to start something new, whether it be a new job, new business, something lonely, what advice would you give them today? Yeah, and like I said, once again, going tactical to practical, this is a high-level answer, but then we can break it down a little bit, is accurate perspective. Hmm. I think that is the most critical thing I see for early-stage companies, individuals that are looking to grow, and companies that are looking to progress, not just growth, but looking for progress. Mm -hmm. And there's two major elements to that that I see consistently causing failure. And the first is uh, inability to get past subjective, faulty emotional thinking. So emotions. Hmm. Emotions are like road signs. Have you ever gone in a do not enter because you're like, oh, I just got to get there. There's no way around it. The road sign, yeah, that is the law and you should follow. But there are times where we need to use our emotions as guidelines and not as driving forces. Hmm. The other one is knowing what I call the fine line. Have you ever heard the difference between impossible and, and I'm possible mm -hmm. is one dash? Yes. 
or it's very hard to tell the difference between a friend and a fiend. Hmm. And it's that fine line. It's a bit you've seen on LinkedIn, the cartoons. It shows the guy digging, and right behind the wall, right when he quit, there's a bunch of diamonds. Yes. That's that fine line. So your emotions and your fine line need accurate perspectives. So that means get trusted advisors. Get people working for you that are balanced. Do a SWOT analysis on yourself as a leader and say, what am I good at and what am I not good at? So me, I'm a big thinker. I'm an ideas guy. And I struggle with the minutia of the details of the, of the business plan of the strategy at times. I used to. But I figured that out. And I went and got neurofeedback. And I got a business partner who's very strategic, very plan-oriented, and tethers me. So I'm still a hot air balloon, but he keeps me from going off into the, into the outer solar system and disappearing. And it's, it's that, out, uh, that perspective about, hey, I'm going to start a new industry, or I'm going to do this, I'm going to read articles, I'm going to get advisors, getting an accurate outside perspective that I think is the most critical piece in terms of long-term and even short-term success. Wow. That is awesome. So good, so good. This has been I'm great. Making my ego Brent. feel amazing. What'd you <laughs> <laughs> You're tethered, though, right? You're to stay tethered, exactly. my friend. <laughs> That's why I've got my wife. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This has been awesome, Brandon. Thank you so much for your time. I know there's probably some business leaders, entrepreneurs that would be super interested in just staying in touch with you. Where can our listeners connect with you or reach out to you? Yeah, so they can visit us on dcgrowthhackers.com. Uh, we're also at the same username, tag name for uh, LinkedIn and uh, as well as Instagram and Facebook. And, uh, and that's both for the personal perspective of you wanting to improve yourself, whether it's life uh, and in relationships or whether it's corporate and you're trying to get past marketing, technology, uh, training, hiring, things of that nature. So uh, dcgrowthhackers.com or dcgrowthhacker.com. I got both of them. <laughs> awesome. Beautiful. Thank you so much for your time. This has been amazing, my friend. Wishing you continued success. I very much appreciate it, and I'll be listening, and uh, let me know if you ever need anything. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Bye. Take care. Bye. Well, that does it for this episode of the Boost Podcast. I hope you heard something in today's episode that motivates and equips you to boost your business success. If you've got a moment, it would mean the world to me if you could please write a review, subscribe to the podcast, or share it with a friend. For more information, you can check out kellytleonard.com. I'd also love to connect with you on social media. I am KT Leonard on LinkedIn and Facebook and Kelly T. Leonard on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you to our producer and master of all things podcasty, Claude Jennings. And thank you so much for tuning in. I look forward to catching up with you on the next episode of the Boost Podcast. News, laws, and regulations are changing by the day. We get it. It's hard to stay on top of it all. That's why ADP is here to guide you with up-to-the-minute compliance expertise to help you navigate these complex times so you can pay your people accurately and on time, regardless of changes in legislation. When you rely on us for payroll and HR, you're trusting us to help you take care of your people. It's what we've been doing for over 70 years, and that's not about to change. ADP, HR talent, time, benefits, and payroll, informed by data and designed for people.